Welcome to the ForexWarrior.com podcast, where it's all Forex, all the time. The latest and hottest topics in the world of currency trading, right here at your fingertips. Live Forex trading, psychology, money management, chart setups, news events, automated trading, and expert trading interviews. Plus, we review brokerages from around the world. From beginner to advanced, there is something for everyone. Are you ready for a change? Do you have what it takes to be a Forex warrior? Learn how to live the Forex lifestyle. With over 13 years in the Forex markets and connections around the globe, here is your host, Dr. Jason Gospodarek. Greetings, fellow traders. Jason here with the ForexWarrior.com Forex Trading Podcast. Boy, do I have a real treat for you. Finally, I was able to hook up with a guy who's taught me so much about the Forex markets, someone who's been in many times longer than myself, and I'm talking many decades longer. We have Andrew Lockwood, one of the mentors over at ForexSignals.com. Him and I actually started out doing live streams on Forex Signals. I think we did about a year where him and I were the two mentors on that website, and our relationship goes back until that time really good information that we're going to share here. I'm not going to get into too much detail here with this little intro because we're going to cover everything in the podcast itself. So I just want to say thanks again for listening and welcome aboard to the ForexWarrior.com podcast. Here is Andrew Lockwood and myself having just a heart-to-heart -heart chat about the Forex markets, the good things we know, the bad things we know, the problems that traders go through, and I think you're just going to love it. So stay tuned and I will start the episode. All right, everybody, we have Andrew on the line. Andrew is the live streamer at Forex Signals. He's been trading the markets for decades in the pits of London, on the internet, live streaming, mentoring, one-on-one, -on -one, the guru, the myth, the legend, Andrew Lockwood himself. So, Andrew, can you hear me all right? Ah, uh, not much to live up to then, Jason. Yes, I can. I can hear you just fine. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'd like to have you share just a little bit of background on yourself uh, with all the listeners we have here at the Forex Warrior Podcast. Give us a little background, how old you are, where you live, because Forex, you know, we talk with people from all around the world all the time, right? So it's not just the U.S. or just London and, or Australia. It's all over the world. And we have traders listening from 37 countries now to this podcast, even though we're pretty new. So give a little background, where you're from and uh, what you do for your profession now in the markets. Okay, well, thanks for that, Jason, and uh, hi, uh, hi, gang. Um, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, okay, yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm uh, 51 years old now, Jason. I have mm. been in the markets uh, since I left school, and I left school at 18 years old with not much in terms of qualifications. Uh, actually, I left school and um, went straight into the London Stock Exchange, mm. and uh, I be actually I was one of the youngest traders on the floor of the London Stock Exchange at the age of 19. Oh, I didn't know that. That's uh, awesome. In London. Now, I still live in London, you know, uh, and today's a lovely sunny day here in London. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the city was a big, big different than it, uh, than obviously it is today uh, from the, um, you know, from the floors, uh, you know, from the London Stock Exchange floor. I went straight on into the to the futures and options pits. Now, ah. now have you seen that before? Have you seen all these uh, coloured jackets, the shouting and screaming? Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. uh, Eddie Murphy was in one of those films, wasn't he, once? Um, yeah, that's right. Tra tra trading places or something? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's what I was. I was on, I was on the floor, um, and that was um, basically all shouting, screaming, hand signals. And I pretty much did that all my all through my 20s and 30s. You know, for those of you that know, uh, that all basically went electronic at the turn of the century. 
and um, we moved on to the screens. So I'm now living back here in London, trading uh, from my home office, working with um, Forex Signal. We do uh, lots of live events there and streaming and what have you. But I live here. I've got a wife and three children, to answer your question directly, mm -hmm. ages 14, I think 11 and, mm -hmm. and 8. And mm -hmm. um, they keep me busy as much as everything. So, yeah, it's yeah. all been yeah. it's great. I mean, it's uh, from the floor to where we are now, you know, on the screens. Big, big transformation. But uh, I, I wouldn't change it for the world, Matt. It's great to be able to work from home and work from the home office and not to have to go out on those trains and commute, you know. Yeah, that's awesome, Andrew. Awesome. And for those of you who obviously we're on an audio podcast, but Andrew and I are talking on video right now, and he's got a great looking family too. They're all, I mean, every time I see your kids, they're all happy. You guys are doing fun things. It just, it, it, it's, uh, you have a good thing going on right now. I do, um, but I'm in big trouble. I mean, I've got three girls. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when my wife announced that she was having, you know, our third, and I thought to myself, well, do we want a boy? And I thought, well, maybe we'll have a boy. Um, but then I thought, well, do I want to be playing soccer or football at the age of 50 in a park? Hmm. So I was quite pleased to have girls. Now I'm ruining the day because girls <laughs> need to be earning a good, a good chunk funny. of money to be, uh, to be keeping up with their, um, <laughs> their, online, with their online buying and so forth. But yeah, awesome. but it's great. It can change it for the world. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, my wife's from the Philippines, uh, Jace, but actually going out there and, um, mm -hmm. In, uh, in about three weeks' time, so I'll be just taking a few laptops and setting up from, um, the other place out there in, um, in the Philippines, which is a great place to, a great place to visit. Yeah, that's really cool. cool. That's really cool. And again, uh, I'm, I'm going to be piecing this podcast together for all the listeners here. But for those of you who don't know, Andrew and I did the live streams together on Forex Signals for how long did we do that for? About a year, almost a year together? Yeah, it was, Jason. I'll tell you something. That was a real fun time. Yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. We used to get together. We used to do one on a Friday, if you remember. We used yeah. to have to sit there talking about the um, about the current affairs and markets. We'd normally be just chatting about families and dogs and kids and all that. And say, hey, we should be live. Let's yeah. go on. <laughs> I know, right? It, it was cool. A, I mean, big following though. I mean, we, you know, obviously, it all makes um, you know, it all makes for good listening. And we had a you know a lot of um, yeah, great great following. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun, and with Andrew being in London and me being in the in the central U.S., it was great as far as time time zones go. And um, we how many times were we streaming that? I think I did five a week, six a week, something like that. Uh, well, yeah, you were on I think a couple of times a day. I I mean, I was on certainly two times a day. Um, but uh, now uh, now you've left. We've got um, I'm on three times a day during the day. Okay. We've got a chap, great guy out here in Australia. He's uh, Mark. He's um, mm -hmm. normally sort of covering the Asian Asian times, and then of mm -hmm. course um, we've got another chap who's out in the US. So we've got uh, three of us now. But uh, yeah, it was busy times, wasn't it? I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we were the pioneers, really. We were the first ones to get it going. That's it. right. That's right. That's right. It was awesome. I and mean, we had um, the premium room going. We did our live streams with the videos, and then we did our little. Um, I forget what we called it on Fridays, where we were sort of like we were just two two guys talking at the pub about the markets, and it was sort of fun. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, it was it was good. And we had to say we had a good we had a good following as well, and it went down well as well. Sometimes even like now, you forget you're actually talking to, you know, to. And I'm talking to you now on right. uh, on a one to one. I'm looking at your video. I, I right. forget that you know other people are listening in, and right. sometimes it can get you in a bit of trouble. Can't it? But, um, <laughs> 
Right. But no, you, you soon, soon, lose, soon lose yourself in conversation, don't you, when you're talking to someone that's um, yeah. like-minded, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. So to get us on, on track a little bit for the listeners, because obviously they got to get to know you a little bit, and I think that's really important. And that's one of the, my favorite parts of, of working with you is getting to know you and your background. Yeah. How did you actually transfer from being in the pits in London to the Forex market? Um, can you give us a little summary on that and why you're here now instead of still doing you know, more of the stocks and investments that way? Well, I mean, as you know, I mean, well, you might not know, but the the, the open outcry exchange floors were going electronic, basically mm. about the turn of the century. Mm. Uh, and London closed down. I was moved up into the office. I was trading from the office, looking at screens. And it was like it was like a battery farm sitting there in front of all your machines. Mm. Um, and that wasn't really for me. Um, so I went out to Singapore uh, in Asia, where the markets were still uh, still open outcry mm. and basically we were expecting them to go electronic at one point and I was out there still uh, trading from over there and it was about 2004 2005 that they decided to go electronic themselves my then time girlfriend um, uh, she uh, she felt pregnant and I thought well do I want them you know, you know brought up in Singapore where it's really really hard to bring a family up unless you're mm. unless you're you know, wanting to work 18, 20 hours a day. So I came back to London, quite honestly, and came back to London. You know, I don't have uh, any other uh, profession apart from trading. And obviously, this was like the the time when you know all the all the all the forex and all the digital age was taking over the tra- the markets. You know, I got into spread betting to start with, um, and um, found a little niche there. I had a little at that time. I just traded off a laptop, and um, I was trading you know quite a small account, so like twenty thousand dollar account, just to try and make to make a make, make a bit of a living. Gave some money back to the markets. I thought, well, hang on, this is very different than what I was used to in the trading pits. You know, trading was very, very different, Jason. It was really, you know, you, a lot of it was done on eye contact, shouting and screaming. You could, right. And now you look at indicators to see if the market's going up or down, or you look at candlesticks on the chart. Right. In those days, you used to look at people's eyes. You used to look at the fear right. in their eyes when the market was going against them. Sure. Um, so it was very different. And I found the big difference in in trading on the screens. So hmm. it, took a, it, it took me a couple of years I think really to find my footing hmm. but ultimately the traits you know the traits of a trader whether you're trading on a pit floor or whether you're trading on a screen or whether you know or whether you're a professional you know poker player you know it's the discipline that really sort of resonates and right. really shines through at the end of the day so right, right. If, you, if you had a you know, if you made some successes on the floor then you had a half a chance of making it on the screens as long as you had the discipline so i i, I and i like that and uh, you know, then we got um and then the forex market became much bigger and started growing and um and i i found myself really attracted to that i i i've always been interested in the economics when you're trading the forex market you're trading basically you know you're basically trading well minimum of eight different economies you know you're obviously mm-hmm. looking at the exotics as well but you're trading so much you know there's so much economic stuff going on there i've always been fascinated by that as yeah. well so yeah. the forex drew me really because of the uh, diversity of the of the instrument i you know trading up or down a binary up or down on you know just a stock or something like that really did really wing it for me um i just preferred the i preferred the um you know the forex market and the other thing about the forex market for me I'll be, I'll be honest, in the market, yeah. on the floor, trading floor, you know, we used to have an edge. I think we had an edge anyway in the pits because you were able to you, you were able to be the first one there because we were at the front end of it. Mm-hmm. So we had an edge. 
when I got onto the screens, I didn't really have an edge to start with until I looked at the forex market. But I realised, well, it's not about binary. It's not about up or down. Mm. You are able to trade one currency against the other currency. You're able to trade right. the weakness of one economy against the, the strength of another economy. So that's where I found an edge for me in the market as opposed to, mm. um, you know, just thinking it's going up or down. I mean, right. I've got nothing against people that trade oil or, or right. what have you, but it's a binary trade. Bitcoin now is a phase, isn't it? Everyone's into right. Bitcoin. Right. Uh, people ask me all the time in my live streams, you know, about Bitcoin, what do I think? And I said, well, I can tell you what chart's doing. Right. I can tell you what the, where the price action is going right. or what I think the price action is doing. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going up or down. I've got nothing to to right. to, to gauge it against, to pitch it against. For right. the currency market, I can pitch right. the euro economy against the US economy or that against the Canadian economy. So right. I, that's why I've moved really into Forex, I think. That's um, huge. That's a really huge thing, Andrew. And I, I think one example here in the U.S. anyway, um, if you've been in the markets for any length of time here in the U.S., if you're listening here, is the old the Enron scandal, you know, that we went through. The company was, you know, billions of dollars, I believe, company. And overnight, basically, the whole thing was gone because they had their books cooked and they had the CEOs all hiding things and making the numbers false. And the whole thing was gone right, right to zero and that's why I like the Forex. I'm thinking, do I really want to bet the farm and put my hard-earned money on something where some guy could be just lying about something and the whole company's gone, right? Well, I mean, uh, absolutely. I mean, that's always that's always a factor. I mean, I do have, obviously, um, you know, Forex is just one entity that I trade on an intraday basis. But I do have other investments mm -hmm. um, generally held out in ETF, big funds, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, funds or funds as well. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, risk spread over diverse product ranges, but I don't actively trade that. I don't right. look at that on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. You know, I'll do a review maybe every quarter, every three months. I'll have a look at that to see if mm -hmm. the weighting needs changing, if I'm mm -hmm. too far in mm -hmm. uh, commodities or, or what have you. So I'll do some rebalancing time to time, but I don't actively trade it during the uh, during the day. Um, and I also know that I'm not going to get, um, you know, blown out of the water because I have such diversification um, in, uh, in in those funds. But uh, certainly in the forex market, with my my trading style in the forex market, I will never get blown out of the water. Even if you know I didn't have a position at the time, but if I had a position at the time, and you know the Swiss National Bank, remember back in two thousand fifteen, yes. January two thousand fifteen, they depegged away from the euro, and yes. that brought some brokers down. And um, one point uh, two zero 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 zero. <laughs> absolutely, yes, indeed, uh -huh. and that brought some people down. Um, and uh, even if then, if even then, if I'd had some exposure, then um, it wouldn't have taken me out. For those of you, for those of you that are listening in to the the Euro Swiss, if you if you haven't been around that long, um, the Euro Swiss basically is a, a regular forex currency pair, and the price that the Swiss banks said they would respect and hold at all cost was one point two zero 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 zero, and they said if price goes up to down to this point because it was above it the whole time. The euro versus the Swiss. If it goes beneath that point, um, we're gonna we're gonna buy more. We're gonna spend billions and billions of dollars to support this. It was called a peg. Basically, it was locked in, right, to one point two zero 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 minimum. So what would happen is it would get real close to it, and then everybody want to buy it because they know it can't go down. It will not go down. It will not go down. And then it got more and more publicity, and more people are watching it. And then what happened? One day, randomly, they said we can't afford it anymore. It's done. And the thing just fell. What was it? Over a thousand pips or something in a few minutes? Oh, yeah, I mean more than that. I mean right. it went down to uh, I think it went down to like fourteen hundred pips or something like that. Don't crazy. quote me. Crazy, um, crazy. It and it took out some brokers though. I mean, right. there's a couple of big brokers. I mean, um, right. Al I think was one, and uh, mm -hmm. um, I, I had a small amount of money in a, in a broker in a UK broker, which I was covered by the FCA, which is a 
like um, you know a, a government agency that protects if brokers go down for whatever. Um, but it took some brokers out, yeah. But yeah, interestingly right. enough, and I, you know, but since then, I don't know if you've been following the. Uh, I'm sure you have, but mm. uh, for those that haven't been following the Euro Swiss, mm. basically since then, and that was almost three and a half years ago, the uh, the the uh, Swiss bank Swiss franc has been depreciating yeah. uh, pretty much since then. Right. Uh, and now actually hit back at 120 again a couple right. of months ago. And I was talking to people in the room over the last year saying that I have, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, right. but we're going to 120. And right. sure enough, I was right. Put, right. Put a nice day at the office when we got to 120. That's right. That's right. And it's, it's like one of those things, you know, you ever heard a story about somebody who's they're they they're driving down a, an open road in the desert, say going out to Las Vegas here. And it's, there's nothing out there except for a power pole every half mile, every quarter mile. Yeah. And when they go off the road, they hit that darn pole because that's all they're focused on. So yeah. I feel like the 1.200 point, everybody said, we got to get back there. And you know what happened? As soon as they got there, it fell right back down again. Absolutely. You know? It fell straight yeah. off. I'm yeah. talking about that. I mean, I'm like that on a golf course. If I see a lake in a golf course, my ball is going in that lake. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's right. the theory of gap trading, isn't it? If there's right. a gap, I'm able right. to fill it. If there's a lake on a golf course, my ball is in it. Right. Um, well, can, but you, yeah, tell, can you tell the listeners a little bit about um, – how you manage risk on your trade, because I think that's one of the things that I liked learning from you right from the beginning. You don't have to get into too much detail because obviously we can't see charts or anything, but tell us about how you manage risk either per day, per trade, per week, or per pair, or how you how you work that generally. Yeah, sure. Now, look, I, you know, I found, and certainly now I'm sort of helping other traders along the way, I find that most uh, traders come into this business with sometimes the false expectation. They're trying mm. to make 15, 20% a month. Mm. Um, and I found that it's just not possible. It's just mm. not something that you can do consistently well. Mm. Um, and most traders, I would say that, um, fail, fail because they come in with unrealistic expectations. Um, for me, a good, you know, a realistic expectation is anything between three to five percent on a month and a really good month would be 10%. A really, really good month mm. would be 10%. So with yeah. that in mind, you know, and I'm never going to blow in a trading account. I mean, you see many people blow trading accounts. I will never be blowing a trading account. My kids have to go to school. Right. I've got to pay the bills. I don't mm. trade. I don't blow out trading accounts. Um, so I'm so my risk per trade is pretty small. It's going to shock a lot of you. My risk per trade is normally about quarter of a percent per trade um, on any one on any one currency pair with a maximum correlation because um, obviously some pairs are correlated mm. with a maximum correlation of 0.5. So. Uh, on, on one particular currency pair. Now, I have a personal risk management in my plan um, that says when I get up, if I get up to my target of 4% a month, then I take on um, additional risk. But if I drop back down to below 3%, then I'm back to my regular risk profile. But I give myself an opportunity to get up to the, to the 7, 8, 9, 10% right. by increasing risk once I get to a certain target. And if I drop back down, then I'm back to my regular uh, quarter percent risk per trade. Um, so, I, so yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you know, you know, I, I, I sleep at night. I don't have to worry about my trade. I don't have to worry about positions. Um, I'm not watching. We all have the apps on our phone, Jason. I don't know if you're mm. like this, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I glance at it now and again when I'm off my desk. But I really, mm. I'm not bothered which way the markets are going because I have very limited exposure at any one time. Right. Um, you know, I, I'll have more winners than losers in the course of the month. Well, when I say that, my winners will be bigger than my losers. I might have sometimes more losers, but mm-hmm. my my losers, my losses are smaller than my winners uh, right. consistently, uh, if not um, even to them. And um, you know, I will uh, I'll manage risk accordingly. But right. you know, it's the unrealistic expectations that kills a lot of people. I know 
what's achievable, certainly the way I trade, um, and, I, and I stick to it. And um, mm. I would uh, I would love to speak to someone that makes uh, 15, 20% a month consistently and has done for the last couple of years. Right. I think right. what I think I think Warren Buffett would be quite happy to speak yeah, to you as well. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. You know what's interesting is. I'm sure, and I don't know about you personally, but I, I'm sure a lot of people listening, they've taken small accounts, $100, $1,000, $5,000, and made 10 times profit in a week or five times or doubled it in a day. That's what the excitement, the sort of Lamborghini and the fancy things that people get all excited about with trading, but to do it consistently is really hard. And I'm sure that you've seen, or way before I did even, um, the reviews of different Forex brokers and the best hedge funds in the country, in the world. And, you know, if a, if a hedge fund can get 20% a year for years and years and years, they're in the top 10, you know? Oh, oddly enough, I've actually just did a, I've just done a, um, a video for the, for the room here, um, mm -hmm. talking about that. And in fact, I mentioned Warren Buffett. Oh, cool. Uh, part of the, part of the comment I mentioned in that was, you know, Warren Buffett has been making consistently 20% a year over the last 50 years or so. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's done that. Um, but he's grown with that. He's grown uh, his his hedge fund into one of the largest hedge funds in the world by the power of what we know as compounding. Right. You know, um, if you make 2% a month, Jason, mm -hmm. you know, and you compound that over the course of 12 months, mm -hmm. then you're going to be, you know, you're, you're going to be making 27, 28% in the first month. You're going to be making... Uh, you're going to be making, um, sorry, in the first year. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, if you take that out for five years, then you're going to be making, you know, over, I can't remember, work out the percentage now, but, you know, you're going to be making significant right. gains by compounding. Right. So I say to anyone that's coming in here, you know, keep chipping away, compound up, try not right. to take money out of the account initially, right. um, build it up. When you've got a big um, enough account, then you can start making uh, withdrawals from there and then you can start... Um, uh, you know, um, you know, reaping the benefits. But when you're starting off in trading, you should be, you know, looking at the bigger picture, not looking at about how much money you can make per month. Right. You should right. be looking about how you can grow the account over time. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And that's the hard thing that I've learned. And I have a really, I think, probably the most exciting, I think, question to ask you for people listening here next. And I can't wait to get to it because I want to hear your answer. But I think that that's the hardest thing, in my opinion, for traders to learn is people who come here, a lot of them are working a nine to five job or they only have a set amount of money to invest, whether it's a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars, something like that. And they're trying to quit their job and go full time and get rich quick and that kind of thing. Or maybe they're in the middle. Maybe it's not that dramatic, but their goals are so big. And for you to say, hey, I want to get 2%, 3%, 5% a month would be amazing. You either have to have the time to learn and not want the money coming back in right away because you don't have enough money to make it worthwhile for you to put all this effort in or you have to have a lot of money and not a lot of people you know that that I know anyway have a hundred thousand five hundred thousand a million to start with so here's my question for you and and just off the top of your head what do you think the most critical mistake that traders make along their journey to try to become successful in the Forex market, what do you think their most critical mistake is? I mean, you've mentored hundreds of people, you live stream, you have views on YouTube that have hundreds of thousands of views, you've got all these comments and people. What do you think the biggest mistakes are for people listening to this podcast so that they can learn from you and not make the same mistake themselves? What do you see the most? Okay, well, it sort of like sort of ties in with what I spoke about a moment ago, and that's expectations. Um, because people come in with the wrong expectations or they're thinking the market's going to give them something, um, you know, that it's basically not able to give them. Now, most people, 
you know, unless you're unless you're Lionel Messi or uh, you know, or some professional sports player that loves his job, most people in this life would like to change their careers and they want to you know look for a better life. They want more secure. They want more well, a security, and they also want more um, independence and freedom. So they think the forex markets are going to give them that. So they start coming into this with the wrong expectations. Right. Now, I'm not saying that you can't make um, you know, a, a, a career with a $1,000 or $5,000 trading account. You know, of course you can. I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment, how you can do that. Mm. Um, but most people come in with the wrong expectations. And with that, um, it means people take on excessive risk. Right. And undoubtedly, when people take on excessive risk, it's going to go either two ways. They're going to make lots of money initially, or they're going to lose it and blow their account. Right. Now, to be honest, the best of those two routes is to blow the account. And then you learn a little bit of a lesson, right. and then you come back and you say, well, I'm not doing that again. To make the money from the get-go, and that's dangerous because people make right. the money, and, they, and then they leverage up, and then bang, that goes as well, and they've lost a lot more than, than, than they could even imagine starting off with. Right. Because the market, you know, the market will always uh, want to take back. It's not there as a cash machine, an ATM. You know, so people come in with the wrong expectations. With that, they take on excessive risk. Mm. So appreciate what the market wants to give you. You know, and um, and look at your the, you know the longer term objective. Nothing wrong with wanting to change your career, but you don't become you know your your your, your profession. You're a doctor by profession. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't become a, a doctor with um, you know by going doing a quick online course and becoming um, and, right. and sticking money in the account, you know, right. uh, or right. sticking money in a in a in a surgery. You know, it takes right. training, it takes time. Right. Same as becoming a pilot. I mean, I, I did a pilot's license a few years back you know right. it took me 40 hours flying mm-hmm. before i got my license and even then i couldn't fly mm. although i had a license you right. know so um you know look at it as a longer term thing don't rush it you know be realistic of expectations give it a realistic period of time to achieve it and have a goal and right. the goal is you know to grow the account and um right. and just back to what i mentioned a moment ago jason mm-hmm. you know starting with a thousand bucks yeah, tell us yeah, about tell that. Us. I'm I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Well, because I get it asked all the time. I get it asked by not only people in the room, but also my, you know, my people in my circle. Some, you know, some friends. I was at my sister's party a couple of weeks ago, and she said one of the friends came up. He said her son wants to get into it. He's only got a thousand quid. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. so my theory about that is, yeah, I mean, of course, you're not going to give up your day job with a thousand dollar trading account. Right. right. It's not going to happen. But if you understand how to risk manage, if you understand how to read price chart, if you understand how to, um, how yeah, to control risk, look after money management, and you know, then if you can consistently grow that account, three percent, two percent, five percent a month consistently over the course of say, you know, a year to two years, and you can prove what you've been doing, mm-hmm. you know, boy, there'll be people throwing money at you. I mean. Give me a call for one. I mean, um, right, sure. Because I'm serious. I mean, right. you know, if I, if I, uh, if someone can come up to me and say, look, here's what I've been doing for the last two years. Um, I've logged every trade. I've got, here's my, the way I do my management. Here's the way I journal every trade. Here's the way I, um, I, I control my business. Mm-hmm. And I've grown my thousand dollar account into two thousand dollars over the course of a year or, or, or 18 months. I say, well, that's brilliant. You know, mm. well, let's, let's try and scale that up a little. And within time, you know, you do that for two or three years. I say they'll be throwing money at you, and then you'll right. be, you know, then you'll be managing people money. You'll be taking performance fees, right. and um, right. yeah, and then you'll, you know, you can scale that up. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you can make money on a thousand dollar account doing discipline, you can make it on a million dollar account following the same discipline. Right, right, because right. it proves you've got. In, in, in anything, it's more, more. It shows me more discipline and control 
but you've grown a thousand dollars into two thousand right. um, because I know then that the money's not the incentive to you right because a thousand bucks you're not going to give up you're going to do any even a thousand dollar profit in a year but I know you, you've got um, discipline to make to make that you know the money not that important it's the right. consistency and the and the ability to master the, the trading game is more important right um, so yeah there'll be people so, so I think that's uh, what I would say to people starting with a small yeah. account give yeah. up get some education um understand what you do follow people that are doing it follow like-minded people mm -hmm. as i alluded to a second ago jason i know i'm rambling on here but no um, it's good that that point you made was huge just there about people not having enough money don't let that bother you because if you no, can no, do no. it well you don't need that much money the money will come yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. um you know, and, that, and that's very right so mm -hmm. um so i think that's the most important thing and um and you know and education i mean as I said again a moment ago, I, you know, I learned to fly an airplane. I actually did that on the ground. Um, you know, but I, you can't learn to fly an airplane by reading it in a book. You've got to get out there and uh, with, with 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 people that are doing it, with pilots right. showing you, sitting there beside you. Right. So I think learning to learning to trade, people can do it online. They can do it. They can lose money. They can play with demo accounts right. and make money. Um, but actually, surrounding yourself with people that are doing it, some people that you can relate to. Uh, something that you can talk to, bounce questions off, other members of the community, or indeed right. the mentors, or whoever it is. Right. You know, surround yeah. yourself. That's why a lot of a, a lot of um, old boys, you know, the retired boys, they you know they have these investment clubs they go to once a month to talk about right. their pinpots. They always surround themselves with other right. traders, investors, because they learn from them. And uh, it doesn't matter how old you are, we're right. always learning. So surround yourself with the people that are doing what you want to do. Right, right. What is, who, who, I don't know who made this quote. I, I remember hearing it from Anthony Robbins first, but I'm sure it's been around for a long time. But it says you become the summary of the five people you hang around with the most, right? And you don't, nowadays, you don't have to be belly to belly with them. You could be like us, you know, talking on Skype video chat here or in a, in a chat room. So I have so many other questions I want to ask you. Maybe we're going to have to save some of these for another podcast in the future, but let's give Forex Signals a little plug because that's how you and I met, right? I mean, Nick, and Will, the guys at Forex Signals, the reason that I was attracted to Forex Signals when I started working there is that these guys have been around a long time. Nick had websites that I, I saw back when I started, 13, 14 years ago, and he's still in the market. I mean, they're good guys. They have a good, good character, good persona. They're honest. So yeah. give a little plug, if you don't mind. I mean, this is obviously what you do now. What does Forex Signals offer to people who come there? I mean, for somebody who's never been there, Give them a little summary about what's there for them, how it works, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, like you, Jason, I came to Forex Signals not really knowing much about Forex Signals. Right. Um, I've been sitting in front of my trading screens for, you know, 15 years. All the family have out at school all day long. It's quite a lonely business. So I right. sort of like went out looking for a bit of a place to hang out, chatting to other traders, mm -hmm. um, just for the, you know, you know for you know, because it's always good to, have to talk to other traders. And I found Forex Signals, I think, on 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 the website on the on the web searches somewhere mm -hmm. uh and i just followed nick and i i must admit i just found him to be totally honest um yeah. totally honest because he was telling me about he was telling the world about his mistakes in terms of what he'd done wrong what he'd done right i thought well hang on this guy's got some sense so i joined the community um and uh i think nick and i just then got together and he asked me would i because he then he heard about my my background as a trader for the last 30 years or so and uh he asked me, would I be interested in popping along? And I, I sort of like, had almost sort of like decided not to get involved with any commitments outside right. of my family, um, right. sort of, you know, really since 2005. But I thought, well, hey, I'm sitting here anyway. So we started off quite, you know, quite low commitment. 
Uh, now I love it. I now absolutely love the community. I love the um, you know talking to other traders of all levels of experience, from people that I've had 10, 15 years experience in there to complete newbies. I love the community. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a great trading academy in there where there's a whole bunch of videos put together by myself and, uh, and another chat, uh, educational videos talking about how to how to set up a business plan, how to set up a trading plan, how to set up your trading as a business. Mm-hmm. We talk about the actual trading charts and uh, risk management and what have you. So we've got lots of education in there as well. So people come in, they check the education out. Um, we also have a dynamic chat room where people are interacting all day long, around the clock. I wouldn't believe it. Sometimes I'm bored on a Sunday afternoon. Would you believe with three daughters? But I do. <laughs> I go in there and the people are still chatting there on a Sunday afternoon. So it's a great community. It's all generally about markets and uh, about the week ahead. Sure. So it's a great um, uh, community. We also offer um, live streams throughout the trading day. So as I alluded to a moment ago, we stream around the clock, 24 hours a day, uh, five days a week um, with basically uh, real-time analysis of what's going on in the markets, looking at key levels, support, resistance, where we're going to be buying, where we're selling, mm-hmm. take live trades in front of people for them to follow, um, and always giving in the, the hand-holding, mentoring, the coaching, you know, right. keeping back to spin and emotions, because that's important. I mean, I so many times, I mean, people will say to me, I've learned so much just from hearing me say, don't chase a trade, don't feel mm-hmm. compelled to be in a trade, you know. Right. Right. Uh, someone said to me this morning about dollar yen. I said, well, why do you want to be in dollar yen? It's not doing anything. Right. You know? right. if, only, if all you trade is dollar yen, go and mow the lawn. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. nothing yeah. going on. Don't yeah. feel compelled to be in a trade. Yeah. So we give out lots of sort of like these sort of ad hoc mentoring. Yeah. And they said, yeah, please, you did that. And I think he's gone off somewhere now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so we do that. We also have, uh, we, um, as it says on the tin, we basically put out some forex signals as well. Um, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'll be honest about folk signals in terms of a signal from someone else. They're there to be learned from. I don't think you should be following a signal blindly. I think you should learn from them. I think right. you should um, analyze the uh, the trader's traits and what he's what he, what he does, what his style is. Is he trend? Is he counter trend? Right. Um, you, you can trade them. But I, what I found with, trend, with uh, following signals or other people following signals, no matter who they are, you know, if you have, you know, three or four signals on the bounce that lose money, and that will happen to anyone, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, mm-hmm. um, people lose faith. And uh, right. when you have four or five winning signals, everyone thinks you're the God's gift and you are the, yeah. you are the Holy Grail. Yeah. Um, so the emotions of that really are pretty high. So, um, and the other thing is, if you have five losing trades or four losing trades, you're going to say, that guy sucks, and you're going to drop yeah. him. Yeah. And that's just the cycle of trading, that's unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we do that, and um, then we do live events. We do the live events over... Over, in fact, I'm doing one next week. It will be non-farm payroll. We do live events. We um, So we'll be streaming live over that. We'll do some pre-market analysis, pre-data release analysis, try the, trade the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always a good one. Uh, um, yep. Maybe you haven't seen it since you left, but uh, we also give away $1,500 every month. In um, I'm looking at that. The, you have like a raffle and a trade signal contributor and a trade room contributor. You just pay right. all people, right? We, yeah. we give away 700 bucks, random raffle, completely random. And then we do... Um, we give away five hundred dollars for the best contributor in the room, just for just hanging out, chatting mm-hmm. to other members, helping other members. Just say thanks to that person. We get five hundred bucks away, and then three hundred dollars for the best trade signal provider for that month as well. So fifteen hundred bucks goes away. It's a great place to hang out. Yeah. Um, yep. So if, uh, if you're inclined, do come along. Yeah, that's a really good summary. And you know how things are changed. Remember, we used to have the trading competition for a while too. Uh, we used to do that back in the day, and then we changed that around. And um, it's really a great place. I go on to Forex Signals, and I'm not saying this to plug it. I mean, for those of you listening to the podcast, I know Andrew and I are just talking face-to-face, but for those of you listening, 
if I'm turning to you and talking to you now, I go on Forex Signals and I'm logged in every single day because I like looking through the chat. Obviously, trading is very lonely. I did a podcast on that just a little while ago. But I really like the global financial news stream. And the global financial news stream is basically a summary, and you can correct me on this if it's different, Andrew, a summary of a whole bunch of different Twitter feeds that are all in the Forex market, and it updates in real time, and then it turns green when the new ones come, so it sort of gets your attention. And it's uh, like right now, one just came through literally not even a second ago from Daily FX. It says the percentage of traders net long is the highest since March on the France 40. Um, so the, the news comes I think it's, Yeah, I agree. I think it's the fastest place to get news. I've got a live squawk coming in shouting at me. Um, but often the news feed that you see there beats their live score. Um, right. Right. So it really is cool. I, I mean, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, 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 I mean, I don't trade the news myself. I don't trade. I'm not the fastest thing as first trader. Um, but uh, it is really uh, it's jolly fast news feed. So great, um, yeah, great for that as well. Yeah. Right. And there's also a huge forum that I didn't even really know much about, and it's huge. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of people in the forum. And uh, they have a blog there and basically anything that you can want, you know, broker reviews, all sorts of things. So I, I encourage you like deeply, passionately from my heart to go check out Forex because you got honest people. You have people that have been around over a decade. We're not talking about a fly by night place that's trying to sell some expert advisor or trading robot or some PDF book. I mean, these guys have been around and they have, you know, they've honed it over the last couple of years here quite a mm -hmm. bit. Um, um, well, actually, yeah. I've, been, you know, I've been at this game for 30, 30, you know, 33 years I've been at the game uh, in, in the markets and uh, right. one way or the other. And I, you know, for me, um, you know, it's uh, just a great place to hang out, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. We always we always sort of joked about our age and how you're getting older and I'm getting gray in my beard. I'm in my, you know, my, I'm going to be um, 43 this next month. And uh, what you keep, in the beginning of this podcast, you kept talking about, well, not kept, but a couple of times you said, Back at the turn of the century, when they did, and I'm thinking, Andrew, that's not making you sound any younger, man. It's going, back at the turn of the century, before computers were invented, and they had all this electronic <laughs> stuff. I mean, you've been around a long time, and you're still here. So I, always about, I, I used to live when everything was in black and white. So, uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. You know, but but the point is, if you're listening to this stuff, I mean, it's not easy to find people online who are honest, who aren't trying to sell you something for thousands of dollars and then they close up shop, who've been around for a long time. And the reason they've been around is because the, the way that they do things works. You know, controlling your risk, talking about psychology. One of the, the reasons that, actually the main reason that I even started the ForexWarrior.com podcast is because I was the guy interviewing the people from the competition who won. And we loved it. And it was great. And it was a good time. And then eventually we got rid of the contest and then, you know, the podcast as well. So... I think you even said, or Nick said, hey, you should have your own podcast sometime. And I said, hey, that's a good idea. It's you've, got that, you've got that DJ voice, uh, Jason. I mean, it's just a really cool DJ voice. I don't know what you're talking about right now, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, uh, you know, it's tough because I know traders like you know traders. We know people who are here to try to make a bunch of money and that kind of thing. People want to see the charts, right? People want to say, what are you in right now? Where's your stop? When did you get in? That You, you have that type of people who... They don't care about two guys rambling. They don't care about fundamentals. They just want to know, give me my signal. What are you in? What are you in now? And they want to make money now. But to be around a long time, you have to appreciate this side of it, that mental side, the psychology side. So. Well, no one's going to tell you what to buy. And so you've got to ultimately take responsibility for your own life, you know, and, right. um, right. you know, you either, you know, you either, you're either a follower or you're, you know, or you, or you, or you take control of yourself. You lead yourself, lead right. your own life at the end right. of the day. So. Right. You know, but obviously you need to maybe 
sort of groundwork assistance to get you there. Um, and that's why I think, as I said a, you know, a moment ago, the community you know, that um, that you are you know, involved in really does help with that. I mean, what the problem with this industry, Jason, if I just sort of like almost mm-hmm. almost say, is um, there's so much marketing out there. You know, there's right. so much false marketing out there. You know, the brokers are trying to get you to trade. They're offering you 500 to one leverage, 1,000 to one leverage. You know, right. they're doing that. Why do you think they're doing that? Well, because clearly they want you to trade with them over someone else. Right. And why do they want you to trade with them? Because clearly they think that you are going to lose your money and they will take your money. Right. Um, so people come into this business with these false expectations. It's not their fault, ultimately, that they've lost money because they've been sucked in by this marketing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's also led to an upbringing of, um, to, of you know, charlatan, snake oil charlatans that are sort of pitching mm-hmm. stuff, pitching mm-hmm. false promises. And people get sucked into it. I do feel for them. That's why I love these type of communities. That's why I, I listened to a few of your podcasts over the last, mm-hmm. um, um, since we touched base a couple of months ago. And, um, you know, I, I just love listening to not only your DJ voice, but also the content <laughs> because right. you, you know, you're honest and you're saying it, you say, you say it as it is. Right. Right. And if well, you can find anyone yeah. in this business that says it as it is and tells you reality mm-hmm. and not fluff it up with, with BS, right. then um, yeah, right. then you're halfway there. That's why I think, um, right. well, I, I'm sure your podcast is um, is going to do uh, is doing very well, but I'm I'm sure it's going to be you know it's going to uh, excel into into the um, into you know um, the second half of the year and into 2019. I think it's going to be top up there because it's um, it's honest and it's true. Right. Well, thanks a lot, Andrew. I, I really appreciate that. And you and I, we, we we should maybe do more of these. You know, we should do a couple more because it's fun to do and it's fun to get in touch with you. I have, I wanted to ask you about how Sorry, to trade. Sorry, I'm still live. I forgot we're still live. <laughs> yeah, we're still, see, I know it's funny. I, I'm, I'm not going to ask you these questions, but I had, I, people want to know, you know, what do you trade? How do you trade? All, you know, what are some of your rules? Let's save that for a different time, you know, because I don't want to make this too long. Most people aren't going to sit for an hour or two and listen to a podcast. And now we're coming up on 40 some minutes here or so. Um, but you and I talked back when Forex signals, not, not Forex signals started. Um, and I think it was live Forex info or something back then. But you and I chatted quite a bit when we had the premium room and all that stuff about how we're trying to take these people who are attracted to this super high potential market. Most of them come through the BS marketing. Like you said, the charlatans, that's how they find us. They want to get rich. They want to learn how this is better than the stock market. And this is faster and bigger in the leverage. And we try to harness those people, tell them to calm down and mm. decide if you want to be doing this long term or if you want to try to hit it out of the park and get rich quick or lose your money and move on you know so we're we i always saw us as sort of like a like a cog in a wheel where we're trying to slow them down a little bit and trying to get a piece of the real world because there are people who hype it up and there are people who sell stuff for thousands of dollars and then they're gone in a couple years some people like that you know the sometimes you know like stream your stream my stream joel's stream versus other people's stream everybody has their own flavor but i I, I tell you you i've got a, a you know. um, I you, I do these YouTube videos mm. and um, my uh, one of my YouTube videos, I think it was up at uh, 700,000 and then um, for some reason it got taken down. We relaunched it. It's now up at 400,000 again. Crazy. And the title is, and the title is, and the reason why it's, it's, it's whatever, uh, so, so um, it's gone viral. Mm-hmm. The title is you'll never make money trading forex or right. something like that. You'll never make right. money in the forex market, right. you know, um, and I've basically given the honesty facts of reality. Right. Um, but then, I, but then, but then, obviously, it's not all doom and gloom. Right. The point of the video is, you'll never make money if you're doing what you're doing at the moment. You should be doing it um, right. at this point, and that's why I've given them the reality of it. And um, 
know, so there is a there is a happy ending to that. I mean, yes, you can make money in the forex market. I'm living evidence of it. But right. you know, but it's it's the sad, sad fact of the matter is that most come in here, uh, they don't because they're expecting too much out of it. You know, right, right, right. The only thing that's missing from this video podcast is we should both have a frosty mug of beer in our hand right now, having a chat. <laughs> Someday we're going to do it, right? Someday. It will happen, and it will happen. But I'm, um, I understand you live quite near a casino. I do. I live uh, not even a half mile from a big casino here. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it earlier about, um, you know, about fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. I don't trade. My trading is not fun and exciting. Mm. You know. It's mm. not fun and exciting. It's pretty damn boring, which is maybe why I started right. joining up with all these other communities. Right. Um, but I do love a Saturday afternoon watching the football here in the UK and having a $20 bet on the football. 20 bucks. Doesn't mm. matter if I win or lose. If I have right. a good day, I might make $100. Mm. I love going to the casino, take myself 100 bucks away. I'll make mm. 100 bucks. I've had a great day, a couple of beers. That's to me, it's fun gambling. Right. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't gamble in the fox market. Right. You got so it. It's coming over and having a punt with you in the in the casino for a bit of fun. Yeah, right, right. And and for those of you who haven't seen the YouTube channel for Forex Signals, check it out. Andrew has some cool videos. This was back um I don't know how many months it was ago, six months ago or something, when you're on that boat going down the river or wherever and you're talking about trading and then you had one with your dog in there and um one at your villa in Thailand and stuff. It's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, uh, it makes it, it more fun. A bit of fun, a bit of fun, but also a bit of education in there, a bit of reality. I'm not selling anything. I'm just telling you facts right. Um, right. as it is. But uh, yeah, it's good, for, good fun doing them. I mean, I yeah. like that one that we did. Um, basically, you know, I'm checking my phone every five minutes. I'm losing my dog in the park. I'm yeah, right. I mean, that's funny. You, know, <laughs> that's you should funny. be like that. Park that's trading funny. should be, uh, should be, fortunately, not too exciting. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I, we talked about this before we actually started recording about telling people with Forex signals how much it is and things. And right now, I mean, the cool thing about podcasts and doing YouTube videos is you might be listening to this five years from now. So I don't think it's fair to talk about the price. But what's really surprising to me, and you and I talked about this for hours and hours, years, a couple years ago, a year and a half ago, about how inexpensive it is. I mean, we said, boy, they're getting all these live streams, these courses and all this stuff. And the price... Oh, it's not expensive. We're not in it to, you know, we're not in to rip people off, Jason. I mean... uh, I mean, it's really, really inexpensive. That be that, no, not much more than you'd pay for a good, a good financial education book. Right. Um, you know, you buy on Amazon. You know, right. any of the books out there. I mean, uh, not much more than that. Or if you want to try it out, you can normally try it out. For, there's a monthly fee as well. Of course, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but there's a monthly right. annual. Annual makes much better sense. Mm-hmm. At this moment in time, who knows when you're listening? But there's always a, you know, it's a trial as well. We come in, there's a seven day trial. It doesn't cost you a dime. But um, right. Right. But uh, I don't know what it will be when, whenever this goes live or whenever people are listening. Because obviously, um, but the price is really good. I mean, it's for for what you get from the people you get it from. It's almost embarrassingly low. How low the price is? Oh yeah, we didn't so, do it to uh, no, we did it to open it to you know to you know, to open it up to everyone. We didn't make it um, right. uh, prohibitively expensive. That's not the point. I mean, um, right. you know, so uh, yes, yeah, so, anyway, check it out. See what it is at the time. But it's not as much as. Um, uh, not, not much at all. Not uh, not much more than a good meal out with your good lady. All right, all right. Do you have any parting words of guidance or any advice for the listeners? I mean, you hit the most important things that I think people have to deal with psychologically in trading. Any closing remarks before we uh, wrap this one up? Uh, yeah, I just say a couple of things. A um, bit of a bit of advice. Um, if you are thinking about trading, uh, to have a life, it's not all about trading. Right. You don't want to be stuck in front of your screens twelve hours a day. Uh, that's not good. You might think, you know, people have this conception in life that the more hours you work, the more money you should be getting paid. Um, that's just the way we've been bred. 
you know, when you're employed. Um, markets shouldn't be like that. It's not the case that the more hours you spend in front of the screen, the more money you get paid, sometimes less hours. So don't get sucked into your, to your screens all day long. Take a break. Make sure that you structure your day properly so that you're only trading certain hours of the day. You don't get um, blind by the screens and uh, right. you come back fresh every time. Um, and one of the things that, you know, the, the advice that I think you asked me earlier um, was, uh, what's the best advice I can give? Right. Ultimately, Jason, you've got to love the markets. Right. Because right. You've got to, if you don't love the markets, quite honestly, you know, then, well, the markets won't love you back, quite honestly. I hate to use <laughs> right, that right. expression, but that's, that's what I say. You know, you've got to love what you're doing. Um, and um, and you, know, you love the markets, the markets will love you back. If you hate the markets, and you're kicking yourself because it's going against you, hmm. then you know, the market's winning and it, and it won't, uh, won't be your friend. Awesome, Andrew. Great bits of advice. I mean, I love talking with you. I mean, this stuff is, is priceless for people who are new and experienced in the market. So uh, with that, again, Andrew Lockwood, you can check him out over at forexsignals.com. I really appreciate the time, Andrew. I know you're a busy guy. I mean, I, I felt guilty asking you to do this. But, you know, I think no, it's no, I've always got time for you, Jason. And uh, I'd say I've been watching your, uh, your podcast. I think, well, you know, you've got some quality stuff on there. Um, I'm only too happy and proud to be um, to be involved. So, um, so thanks for having me on. All right, and thanks everyone for listening today. And um, have a great trading day, great trading week, and we'll see you on the other side. Take care. Take Bye. care. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the ForexWarrior.com podcast. Subscribe for free in iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and on many more sites all over the web. If you know someone who might enjoy being a guest on a future podcast interview, or if you have something you would like to hear as a hot topic, send an email to jason at the ForexWarrior.com. Forex trading involves risk, so be sure to read the disclaimer on our site. Check out the podcast and resource pages for show notes and links covered in this episode. For the hottest merchandise in the biz, and to learn more about being a true Forex warrior, visit theforexwarrior.com. <laughs>